Welcome to the sixth and final episode of this season of the Beloved Podcast. The Beloved Ministry is inspired by chapter 7, verse 10 of the Song of Songs, I am my beloved's and his desire is for me. Our aim is to help women, whatever their age or state of life, to come to know their true identity as God's beloved. This week, I'm joined by Jenny Lochner and our guest, Anna Bailey. We discuss the word made flesh and look forward to epiphany. Alice Hall also pops in to give us a look at what is coming in the new year for Beloved. We will sing and pray. So however you're listening, as you begin 2021, you are most welcome. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things came to be, not one thing had its being but through him. All that came to be had life in him, and that life was the light of men, a light that shines in the dark, a light that darkness could not overpower. A man came sent by God. His name was John. He came as a witness, as a witness to speak for the light, so that everyone might believe through him. He was not the light, only a witness to speak for the light. The word was the true light that enlightens all men, and he was coming into the world. He was in the world that had its being through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own domain, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to all who believe in the name of him who was born, not out of human stock, or urge of the flesh, or will of man, but of God himself. The word was made flesh, he lived among us, And we saw his glory, the glory that is his as the only son of the father, full of grace and truth. John appears as his witness. He proclaims, this is the one of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks before me because he existed before me. Indeed, from his fullness, we have all of us received Yes, grace in return for grace. Since though the law was given through Moses, grace and truth have come through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is the only Son who is nearest to the Father's heart who has made him known. The Word of the Lord.
Hello and welcome to episode six of the beloved podcast and Merry Christmas because we're still in the Christmas season very much. Um, I'm Ifa, your host, and I'm joined today by Jenny Lochner, who we've met before. Hi, Jenny. Happy Christmas. Hello. Happy Christmas. <laughs> and today we have the pleasure of Anna. Anna, would you like to introduce yourself to us? Hi, Jenny. Hi, Ifa. Merry Christmas to you. Yes, I'd, I'd love Merry to introduce Christmas. myself. So for those who um, don't know me, my name is Anna Bailey and I'm living currently in Sheffield, but originally from the north of England. So one thing I have loved about uh, the podcast is definitely all those beautiful southern voices, but I've come to bring a little bit of north to the podcast. Um, so I, um, <laughs> I work as a lay chaplain in a secondary school in Leeds and I've done that for a number of years now. And I also um, am married um, and have, I'm enjoying this Christmas season via Zoom with my family. <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely okay thank you and thank you both for joining us um so today we're reflecting on that uh gospel from the start of john uh and in that gospel it talks about how the word is made flesh in jesus and we too are both spiritual like the word and physical beings so my first question is about, I suppose, how integrated are these for you? Oh, it's such a difficult question. I think that I think one thing I would want to say right at the beginning is I'm trying. I'm absolutely trying my best, but it's not an easy concept. That sense of the spirit, mm. the, the physical, we know from scripture that it says it's going to be a bit of a battle between the two. And I think that's um, I think that's true. When I was considering it, one thing that I was reminded of is a phrase that I absolutely hate. And it's that phrase that people say will, with lovely, well-meaning concepts of it's what it's what's mm. on the inside that counts. And I want to hear it because actually the outside and the inside count. So I think for me, I don't know when it happened, but there's some sort of moment where I realised that we're with this body for eternity the resurrection of the body we say it every week in the creed don't we believe in the resurrection of the body mm. and there's that sense of it's with us forever so how we look after it now and how we integrate the spiritual and the physical now here on earth so it's not just what's on the inside it's not just the spiritual or you know the the ethereal mm. that, that matter it's it's actually the physical as well i think for me mm. um in terms of being integrated, I think it's changed over the years because I think as a teenager, obviously like many teenagers and many adults, you know, there's a real um, mm. self-consciousness. Um, and I think the, suddenly there's a, a, a pressure on the physical of what you look like. And I think at the same time, my faith was coming alive. So there was something about uh, me that had this, I'd say wrong kind of impression of, well, God doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter what I wear. It doesn't matter how I dress because God loves me just as I am. In one sense, that was true, but there wasn't necessarily a dignity that was justified um, as, it, as living as a child of God that went with that, whether that meant you know things were too revealing or whatever. So I think over the years, there's that sense of being more comfortable in my own body. 
Um, and you know, as you get into your thirties, mm. that means plucking hairs from your chin, you know, that's a reality. <laughs> um, but <laughs> the sense of actually I am beautiful and what having people around mm. you to affirm that, you know, that's something that's not always possible for people, but I think to mm. to know that the Lord thinks it of me every single day actually to go back to that source and to hear that him say that so that integration I definitely say is a work in progress that means I need to check my sleep I need to check my food habits I need to check my exercise I need to consider my clothing but all of that I think is just a lifelong effort because I'm with this body for eternity yeah yeah okay but thank you thank you Anna Jenny have you got any thoughts on this one how integrated are the spiritual and physical for you i think it's a i think it's a really important question and in these days after christmas i think the thing i'm most aware of is how much food i've integrated into my body over the days <laughs> of Christmas, you know um and that's that's maybe not the integration that, that we need to be thinking about um Hannah just um said something really important that we're with the body that we've got for all eternity um, and I didn't know that growing up. I thought my body was um, just a shell that mm. encases my soul, my spirit, my character, you know, the real essence of who, who I really am. And so, um, so you know, that was, that was my mindset growing up. And, and that had a particular importance for me because you both know me for years. You know that I was born with a physical disability. So... Um, I was born with a condition called spina bifida, something I've always had, always, always known. And it means I used to use crutches to move around. These days I tend to use a wheelchair more. Um, and I was really blessed to grow up in a family where I was really loved and really valued for the whole of who I am and where expectations for me were the same as they were for, for my sister and then later for, for my brother. So. The, the kind of the mantra, the, the narrative in my family was, well, your brain is okay, so you can do anything that you want to do, you know, so there wasn't to be any limitation of my body. But as so often with things that are partially true, they can, they can lead to a bit of a distortion. And I think I grew up with a sense, um, like Anna was suggesting, and it was around the same age, my faith was coming alive. And I thought, well, actually, then my body doesn't matter because God loves me for who I am. And so I, in the, in the busyness of life, in just trying to keep it all going and trying to keep up with my able-bodied peers, I would, um, I guess, pay less attention to my body, not look after it in the way that um, perhaps uh, God, would have, God would have asked me to look after this gift that he'd given me. Um, and over time, that sense of disconnection um, between me and my body, I guess I, I would say it, it grew. Um, and I was really struck thinking about this word integration and how the opposite of integration is disintegration. And mm. we can become really quite fragmented, can't we, in our relationships with ourselves, with our bodies, with, you know, whether it's with food, whether it's with exercise, whether it's with sleep, all of those things. Um, and and that was a place that I got to, um, as I say, because I didn't know this thing that we are created eternally 
as a unity of body and spirit. Mm-hmm. And in fact, St. John Paul II, this came as a revelation to me 10, 10 or so years ago, he, he in, a, in a series of talks he gave back in the late 70s, early 80s, that became what became known as his theology of the body, he said, and I'm going to paraphrase, but he said, the human body has been created to make visible the mystery hidden from eternity in God and to be a sign of that mystery. There's something about the bodies that we're given as male and female that is meant to image who God is as the, the mm. giver of life and, and the call to relationship with him that we have. And when I, when I learned this, when I heard this, I thought my whole life, you know, my whole way of being is off track. Actually, mm. this body that I've got, this body that is limited, um, is... Um, that the world sees in, in very negative ways actually has been given to me as a gift to um to make visible the invisible mystery of God. I mean like mind blown and <laughs> some radical rethinking needed. And so for me in my in my twenties and into my thirties there was that um beginning to shift into uh, as Anna was talking about, a different relationship with food, with exercise, mm. just allowing God to to transform, just allowing God to kind of bring me to a greater sense of integration <coughs> as the woman that he created me to be. Um, and yes, it's definitely a work in progress. It's definitely a day by day um, thing that God is doing and, and it, it's not over yet. And I don't think it will be until until we get our glorified bodies in heaven um but it's a it's a journey i'm excited to be on yeah yeah thank you thank you both of you for sharing sharing your stories like that i think for me when i was thinking about this question um i was being both spiritual and physical and the the way that that sort of comes through in my spirituality and i was thinking about how this is one of the things that I love best about being a Catholic is that, um, you know, in, in the sacraments and in our, in our Catholic faith, it, it's, tu- it's tangible, it's touchable. We can physically, you know, in, in the Blessed Sacrament, mm. Jesus is physically there. It's not just a, a sort of mind exercise. And, and in all the sacraments, you know, um, in, in the sacrament of confession, you know, God doesn't need confession to forgive us, but sometimes we need a physical person sitting in front of us to 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 fully experience the forgiveness of God. And that <clears throat> physical person in time and space sitting in front of you, telling you that, yes, Jesus forgives you, is somehow more powerful than just uh, thinking about it and it all happening at an intellectual level. And I, so I think, yeah, the... It's, it's one of the great joys of being a Catholic is, is the physicality of our faith. And, you know, when when we pray in church, we stand or we kneel. And it's a physical, you know, we embody that praise with our whole bodies. Um, yeah. So I suppose that's what I was thinking about for that question is, is just the and, and I was thinking about when I pray, you know, do I. Sometimes my prayer is just like, as I'm going about my day, oh, yes, enough. And, and it is just in my head. But sometimes the most powerful kinds of prayer is when I've made space, where I've made physical space in my day. Maybe I've taken time to sit on my own 
uh, or I've lit a candle um, or I've, you know, just made the space that I'm in a space that's ready for God to enter into. And, and that helps me to to join so the, the physical helps me to join with this oh, I love that I love that insight I love the fact that the remind the <laughs> reminder of you know that that the the physical is that kind of um place where we can meet with God you know that I suppose that's the whole message of Christmas isn't it that he came to us physically yeah. to meet with us um you know whether yeah. that's that light and a candle that we see whether that's you know receiving the holy communion into our very bodies or tracing the sign of the cross over Mm -hmm. our bodies you know dipping our fingers in water to remind us Mm -hmm. of our spiritual baptism you know I think you're right that as a catholic church we are so full of the not just references but actualities of the physicality I love the fact that Mm -hmm. Even our sexuality is part of that as well in the sense of, you know, every time we pray the Hail Mary, we're talking about Mary's womb. You know, if if we talked about anybody else's womb that much, it would be bizarre. And yet it's such an ordinary part (laughs) of our faith. You know, that that sense of her body was so important. Um, So if her body's important, if Jesus's broken and resurrected body is so important, then of course, like we forget the logic sometimes. I I can only speak for myself. I forget the logic sometimes that it's so important uh, for us. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Even even in that gospel that we've just heard, um, talking about the word made flesh, it was amazing what God does, isn't it? What the Holy Spirit does. I heard in a new way today, we saw his glory we couldn't have seen God's glory without Jesus, the word made flesh, you know, yeah. because we see with our eyes, there had to be something to see. And there's that amazing yeah. quotation from St. Irenaeus, isn't there? The glory of God is man fully alive. Well, Jesus was a man fully alive. We saw his glory and, you know, that's yeah. the call to us to live fully alive, fully in connection with the father mm-hmm. as the beloved and fully in connection with our bodies to, to restore, to heal, to be open to people, to receive them, to welcome them and show hospitality. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I'm going to move on to our next question then, uh, which is about, uh, well, the time of year again, but in a slightly different way. So uh, as we look back over 2020, this has not been a standard year. I think everyone could no agree. No way. Um, <laughs> And, and it has been a year, yeah, it has been a year with a lot of darkness. Um, and in the gospel, we talked about how, uh, you know, the word comes into the darkness and brings light to places of darkness. So looking back over your 2020, are there any particular moments that stand out when our beloved shone a light into or onto your life or how he's helped you to overcome the darkness? Jenny, perhaps you can take this one first. Yeah, I think looking back at 2020, you're absolutely right. There, there has been a lot of darkness. I think there's been a lot of um, anxiety and concern and distress and so much sadness and grief in the world. Um, and it, at times it's, it's, been, it's been really easy to be caught up in that and just mm. kind of immersed in in how difficult and chaotic and and hard things have been. There have been though, for me, many moments of light, one of which came when I realized the blessing of being single and living alone is that I don't, I haven't had to share my my bathroom or my computer with 
half a dozen housemates or family members, you know, <laughs> all clamoring for bandwidth um, during the working day. Um, yeah, you know, they've been they've been unexpected blessings. Um, a, mm. Another time, a friend who was going through some really difficult things herself came around with a box of food for me that wasn't just kind of staples but she'd put some treats in there and she'd she'd mm. put a novel that she'd enjoyed reading and in the midst of her struggles she'd really reached out and, and brought light and, and life to me because I've kind of been semi-shielding throughout a lot of, of 2020 just kind of keeping myself fairly fairly separate mm. um and and so there have been those those little moments of, of light and gift but I think for me, reflecting on it, there's also been a, a different experience of light, which is that in the sort of time to reflect in the slower pace of life, in the not so many things going on to distract and crowd in, actually God's light has been able to shine on some things that maybe, you know, I, we have been running too fast to see. And sometimes mm -hmm. that experience is not always an easy one when he says, what about this thing over here? You know, let, let's have a look at this. And I'm like, no, 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 Lord, let's not, shall we? But actually, in the course of this year, he's just allowed me to see a little bit more clearly mm. who I am and who he's calling me into being. And, and I think that, um, yeah, as I say, that hasn't always been easy, but where God brings light, he brings freedom. You know, so I may not always see or experience that freedom yet. And certainly, you know, going back to, to our earlier thinking about um, integration, living and working in the same room as the biscuit barrel <laughs> has been a revelation to me <laughs> this year. You know? um, there have been those moments of light where the Lord says, come on, let, let's work on this. Let's look at this together. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's been good mm. and hard. <laughs> I think for me the um the 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 gift I guess of this year has almost been I'm glad to have had the opportunity to ask this question to answer this question actually because it's been a great mm. reflection for me to re a reminder that the gift of this year has almost been a gift of of balance um for a number of months I can't say the same for the beginning or the end of the year however but there was a big chunk in the middle um <laughs> I think, first of all, the beginning of the year, there was a, a darkness for us in the sense of we were um, waiting for new job opportunities for my husband and money was a bit tight. And I think we saw how much we were loved by just the provision and the providence of things that came out of nowhere. There was a real sense of uh, in quiet moments in prayer, um, it was almost like I was whispering a quiet prayer to Jesus and then within a 24 48 hours there was a knock at the door with whatever it was that I'd told Jesus I was sad about or missing out on or <laughs> or needed and you know that was kind of the end of last year and the beginning of this year to the point where I just kept thinking I, I can't believe it I can't believe it and I don't know why I'm so surprised at God's generosity mm. um you know every time it surprises <laughs> me that you know those quiet whispers of prayer yeah. But then in the middle of the year, you know, from that first lockdown, I think for me, the the light was shone just with a real gift of 
of rest. I've got a, quite a bit of a commute to my workplace um, that I'd been doing for nine months or so at that point and was just exhausted. And the the, the gift um, mm-hmm. to me amidst all the craziness that was going on in the world, that there was a gift of rest and a gift of balance. So balance to be able to, you know, start yeah. couch to 5K again and actually finish it. There was a, a chance to look at those. <laughs> stacks of recipe books on the shelf and think okay what do I want to make for Mm. dinner next week that's not just the same routine of normality you know that time Mm -hmm. with my husband that time um, in a new home we've not been here that long so you know doing those little decorating projects exploring the new area you know getting out to walk you know on our daily you know allowance Mm. um so you know those actually while I know for for many people that lockdown was a, a real a real trial um there was an opportunity for me to be available to other people who were struggling but also just to take that time and to to receive almost that rest that i needed so that was definitely um a light that mm-hmm. was uh, shone on me by jesus this year for which i'm so so grateful so grateful yeah yeah i think when i look back i think this is going to sound really weird. I'm someone who is, uh, I like, I, I'm an avid reader. I love reading novels and things. And, and one of the genres oh, that yeah. I really enjoy is like dystopian fiction. Like the world's gone terribly wrong. And this is what's happening, you know, like post-apocalypse, what's going on sort of stuff. And I was, I, I was reflecting on how like the sort of, those sort of setup, it's always like there's been a plague, a virus that's dominated the world and the world goes really bad and people end up rioting and fighting and killing each other and it's all horrible and actually I was reflecting on how yeah the the opposite has happened this year you know we've had a global pandemic like so much darkness and what's happened is people have come out and met their neighbors and celebrated those who've worked tirelessly to say you know companies across the world have got together to come up with scientific advances for treatments and vaccines and even like after months and months of lockdown and people have been out of work or reduced hours and stuff like during October half term how many businesses turned around so beautiful wasn't it so beautiful if you need it it was just so for me like there's been a real the light of people and the generosity in people's hearts has really been a light for me and and even though it's been a hard year in lots of ways it's been a beautiful year in all of the ways that armies of kindness and and joy and giving in even people mm. who haven't got a lot to give us still you know, uh, that that's been a real light for me it, and sort of yeah reignited in in me like a, a belief in the goodness of of people you know from all backgrounds and all walks of life have, have stepped up and and just yeah that's been a real real light for me mm. um yeah um and then and then I was also I was thinking about like the first time that I was allowed back in church and the first time that we had mass for the you know when we first came back to mass and 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 really I, I oh, thought yeah. about how much I'd missed that and, I, and yeah as I was walking up socially you know two meters apart going up for communion that first time I was doing it with tears streaming down my face and everyone was like what's wrong with her uh, but it was just the, the the joy of being back and really 
valuing what oh for definite I remember going back that first week actually and the priest um it was actually a new Mm. parish priest at that point there'd been a swap over during lockdown and he just his words at the beginning simply just welcome home well that was it I was gone for the rest of mass I was just I was weeping because I had had missed that spiritual home that physical physical place where I receive spiritual nourishment I'd missed I'd missed that I'd missed seeing the people Mm -hmm. even though I'm still getting to know them in this new parish I'd missed those people who greet me every week and welcome me every week um yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's not back to normal yet you know we're not back to the point where after mass we can all pile into the church hall and share biscuits and you know we're not there yet but but even the little bit coming back that yeah. we had it's yeah. been such a blessing as a slight aside if yeah. reading was one of my uh 2020 mm. joys as well so at some point beyond the podcast i'd love to swap uh, mm. book lists <laughs> <laughs> lovely okay all right um so in the gospel that we've read it speaks of how the world doesn't know jesus um but those who do know him are empowered to become children of god um and This week, lots of people will be making New Year's resolutions. So my question is about how do you approach the whole area of personal growth and resolutions and and using that to embrace your true identity as a child of God? And before I let you answer, I'm just going to jump in and say that personally, I don't like New Year's resolutions because I'm still in Christmas. Um, We're still within the octave of Christmas. (laughs) It's not time to stop eating chocolate yet, I suppose is my thought. I'm still feasting. Um, It's still, you know, the October of Christmas, it's a feast every day and I'm going to do that. (laughs) So, yeah, our house is still a place of feast. Um, So I suppose I'm maybe not doing a New Year's resolution, but when I'm looking forward to Epiphany, which is on the horizon now, perhaps rather than a New Year's resolution, I'm thinking about you know, the, the kings, the wise men, the, the magi brought gifts to Jesus of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And I, I've not got a gift of gold to offer to Jesus. Um, but what can I give him? Uh, what gift can I offer Jesus at New Year, um, at Epiphany? Um, and, and when I was thinking about this and thinking about the year that we've been through, I think for me this year what I would like to promise to Jesus as my gift is to be honest with him I think this year there have been times when I've been really scared or really worried about things and in my prayer I've I've tried to pray what I think is the right thing you know I've tried to be like you know I'm going to trust you and it's going to be okay but really I've been trembling with worry and fear and what I've found after like however long it took me to get to that place maybe a week maybe two weeks maybe a whole month of like not honestly praying but being like doing what I think is the right prayer I've just got to a point and I've said you know Jesus I'm scared I'm worried I can't cope and at that moment Mm. then he stepped in and gone right I can deal with that I can fix that and I can sort you out so yeah my gift this epiphany is going to be that this year I'm going to come to him first and not spend however long trying to sound in my prayer like I think he wants me to sound, but just to be honest and open with him. And I was thinking about like with my own kids, 
sometimes they have a problem and they try to fix it themselves and eventually I find out and I'm like oh why didn't you just tell me I could have helped I could have done something you don't need to hide it from me I'm not going to be cross with you that you've you know that you've spilt this and or that you've got this problem with one of your friends or whatever just come to me and I suppose I'm now reflecting like why would Jesus be any different why wouldn't he want me to just come with him and say look I've messed up I've done this thing or I don't know what to do here or you know so I think that's going to be my Mm, that's so beautiful thanks for being so honest Ifa really great yeah how about you ladies Mm. I I long ago decided I didn't want to make new year's resolutions but it wasn't for anything like as spiritual a reason as the fact that we were still in the christmas season so we're not there yet (laughs) it was more because i was really sick of saying right i'm gonna do this and forget you know two weeks later a day later i'd already i'd already failed and you know i i i I get to the point where i think i'm not even going to try you know like i don't want to set up something that i'm going to fail Mm. at um mm-hmm. so so new year's resolutions and i have a very ambivalent um relationship but um, <clears throat> just thinking about what and, and i think the other thing as well is this whole idea of being the beloved that we've been talking about over these last five six weeks um very much is about being it's not about doing and i think so often mm-hmm for me, New Year's resolutions have been about, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to change this, or I'm going to make X, Y, or Z happen in my life. And so thinking about a different way around, you know, who am I going to be in the coming year? Mm. Who is the Lord calling me to be? Um, And I'm also really conscious that the 1st of January is um, the, the day we make the New Year's resolutions traditionally, is also the feast of Mary, the mother of God. And mm-hmm. thinking about the way I was about, I was going to say the way that she <laughs> feed, no, you know, the way that she was and is her way of being. Um, and I remember a few years ago, uh, five, six years ago, I was really struggling with um, having been, uh, I was going to say given a new diagnosis. It wasn't a new diagnosis, it, but it, I was told kind of the implications um, of uh, the fact that I had polycystic ovaries and um, the implications that was potentially going to have on things that were really important to me, you know, things like my fertility mm. and just being really devastated to be confronted with the truth of that and the fact that, you know, there might be nothing that I or anybody else could do about it. And I was in this really dark place kind of saying, all right, Lord, you know, you've called me to love. You've called me to be loved. You've called me to be a bearer of life in the world. That That's the, the deepest identity that I have. How am I supposed to do that? And um, and just, just feeling really lost with it. Um, but I, I went to a talk with a, a friend of ours and, uh, and the speaker there was somebody I'd, I'd met a few years ago and we were just having a bit of a chat in a very crowded room. And I remember him leaning over to me and out of nowhere, he'd no idea what I'd been going through, he'd no idea what things were going on in my life. He started talking to me about an injury that he'd had that where he'd been incapacitated. And uh, and I thought for one awful moment that he was going to say, oh. so I know what it's like you know, to be you. 
And I, was, I was praying, dear Jesus, please give me grace, to, you know, to, to respond to this in the right way. He didn't say that. He said, I'll never forget it. He said, Jenny, one woman's yes changed the world. Mary's yes to God changed the world. Will you let your yes to God change the world? And I knew in that moment that God was saying, hmm. will you say yes to me in this? Will you say yes in the midst of the pain and in the midst of the uncertainty and in the midst of the sorrow? Will you say yes and let me change the world even in this? And I knew that that was, that was the way to freedom. That was the way to, to, to the life that he was calling me to. Um, and, and there was such a joy that actually, that God was even in this, he was even willing to do something amazing through this. Mm. And so coming back to your question, sorry, bit of digression, <laughs> but I think for me, that's, that's this new year is, will I say yes to God? In not, you know, as I said, I can't, I can't make a, a big resolution that in every day, you know, for the next 12 months, I will always say yes to God. But I can say yes now, in this moment. Mm. Every moment is a new moment. And I'm not always going to get it right. And I'm not always going to feel it. But the invitation is always there. And that invitation yeah. will never be withdrawn. However much I run in the opposite direction for however long, the Lord will always invite me <laughs> back. Um, yeah and so yeah that's that's where I'm going this hooray is yes. hooray so hooray. good I think um unlike you ladies I, t I do um I, d I think I'm a list person <laughs> so I love I love a list for work I love a shopping yeah. list I love a a, a cleaning list and I'm, <laughs> I think it helps that I'm also not a perfectionist so I'm not really bothered if I don't complete the list um so for mm. me I think there is something um that I mm. do actually enjoy about sitting down the beginning of the year and what I always try and do the first week of the year is to look back over the prayer journal or journals that I've kept in the past year just to try and see if there's any kind of threads through because more often than not I'm a bit thick spiritually, so I, I, I kind of, I'll go through a whole year and then I'll read back and I'll be like, God said that to me, like, you know, every few weeks for the whole year. And yet I didn't hear him clearly until looking back over, over the, the full year. Yeah. So I think for me, there's something about A, looking back over that, um, that year to see if there was anything that God has been speaking to me to cling to for the coming year. Um, but there's a, in terms of sitting down and with my new journal for that coming year, I also like to just say, right, this is, um, this is where I'm at and this is what I would like to see happening. And some of them are, will be like practical things like, you know, wallpaper in the utility, like, or Thailand, you know, there'll be, there'll be some really practical things <laughs> like that. Cause I just love to have a little project on the go some, or something to look forward to, um, you know, mm. project wise. But I think one thing that I did this year that, uh, with lockdown definitely helped me achieve. And I think is going to be on the list for next year. It's really simple. It's faff less. Like I am, I am the queen of faffing. So whether that's just scrolling on my phone or, 
you know, catching up with friends for mm. too long, four days in a row. You know, there's just, there's, it's not necessarily bad faffing, it's just faffing. So this year I decided mm. to faff less and read slash pray more. And because in my head it goes to the tune from Hamilton, you know, um, what is it? Talk less, smile more. So that's the tune. If anyone knows Hamilton, that it goes to faff less, um, pray more or faff yeah. less, read more. And um, so I think I, I will um, yeah. just have that in mind again to, you know, to remove my phone into another room um, when I sit down on an evening so that it's the mm. book that I reach for um, or the conversation that I go to rather than mm. the phone, which, again, I've nothing against technology this year. It's been an absolute mm. blessing and will continue to keep being a blessing, you know, for me to Absolutely. be able to speak to family and friends. But I think there's something about... Um, provide me making those opportunities for prayer for reading for the things that I want to fill my mind with otherwise I'm just a time waster and I do it really really well I, I can like you know hours can go by you know I'm, I'm, I'm really good at that and I think the other yeah. thing um for me that being um in a new area um and trying to build up new relationships I think for me um I it's a, another aim for this coming year really just to try and Im embed um, in friendships in this local area with people um, either who have similar um, hobbies or who have that similar faith experience or you know who I can journey with in, in various mm -hmm. ways um, yeah there's a there's a, something in that that I need people around me to remind me I'm a child of God you know that in that scripture from today it says you know we have power to become the children of God mm. and there's a sense of there's a transformation moment now that transformation comes in baptism and um, so it's with us but I don't know if you have you ever seen the film um Dead Man Walking um where there's a point where the the religious sister is is with this uh, young man on death row right at the end and the thing she's saying to him is you know you are a son of God Matthew Poncelet you are a child of God and a friend and I have it's a bit of a joke really um not a, about death row or anything but it's a bit it's a bit of a joke about how we forget that we're children <laughs> of God so whenever we are facing a particular trial in life or a you know friends or family disagreement or whatever it is um, we we just text each other to remind each other you are a child of God and it's the most ridiculously simple thing but actually that puts things into perspective for us you know because mm -hmm. if we look at Jesus's baptism you know where he was declared to be this you know real um his this moment this mo before his mm -hmm. mission the thing that he heard is you are my son the beloved and that saw him through the desert that was the mm. the food that fed him in the desert the the thing that um restored him when mm. he was under attack that just you know that he knew he was a child of god so i think for me to have those people around me and to foster those friendships where i'm they may not say the words you are a child of god though some do but you know to, to have people reminding <laughs> me because because again spiritually dim I forget yeah. you know I try and rely on my own strength I'm you know misindependence at times and actually I'm not I need people yeah. and I need people to remind me that I'm not on my own and that I am a child yeah. of God and that you know that this is a sense of something I can do anything with you know when you're with God anything is possible um 
So I think for me, those simple things are faff less, surround myself with people who will remind me that I'm a child of God and to um, to mm. read and uh, make time for, for reading and prayer. Those would be my uh, resolutions for this com- coming year. Yeah. Yeah. They're lovely, Annie. Thank you. And I, I like, you're absolutely right to bring it back to that. You're a child of God. And I, like, I think for me, uh, times when I go wrong is yeah. when I think I'm an adult of God. <laughs> um, when I forget... <laughs> Or I think, you know, like the world tells us a lot of the time to stand on our own two feet, to grow up, to, you know, just to get on with it, you know, and we're not called to be adults of God. Yeah. You know, we're children of God. And and yeah. And and so and that doesn't mean childish, but it does mean, you know, we don't expect children to do everything on their own. And we, you know, we we put stuff in place to support them and to help them. And what you know how arrogant of me to think that I don't need God's help sometimes you know that that yeah I'm a child beautiful <laughs> absolutely I love that thank you it is like <laughs> and what well no I was, I was on, just Jenny. thinking I, I I'm totally with you in the attempt to be an adult of God it's a great phrase and I'm, I'm so <laughs> going to take that into my prayer um, and so often I think it it is the, the things that the world tells us, isn't it? You know, grow up, sort mm. it out, deal with it, make it happen. And, I, and I've just sort of been reflecting as we've been talking, you know, often it's the the words of people around us or the actions of people around us that either in the past or, or you know, for many of us in the present, distort the truth and make it really hard for us to dare to believe that we can be children of God for that to be the um, the deepest truth of who we are you know and 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 I think Annie you've got a really good point you know surrounding ourselves with people who who speak truth to us particularly you know if if we're in situations where there is a voice that maybe is is something it's hard to get away from that, that would tell us otherwise actually to to find those opportunities whether they're online or with particular people to, mm. to yeah to hear the truth I think I'd want to say mm-hmm. maybe as well that if there's anybody listening who feels like they are in a position where they are isolated in their faith um you know there are places like Jenny's just said online you know there's the the beloved um podcast page on um you know that people are commenting on that and while these are people who you may not know yet these are people women and men who are on the journey and who you know for the most part will welcome you and um you know that this is a place where we're not um an elite group by any stretch of the imagination so so wherever you are in the world and wherever you are you you are not alone like there's there's a place at the table for you and you're so welcome Mm -hmm. so please be brave to reach out for that because we'd hate for people to leave listening this podcast feeling isolated and alone there's um there's there's ways and means and we'd love to welcome you as part of this extended community yeah thank you anna that's a really really important point to end on and but to invite everyone to be involved and thank you both of you for for joining me this evening um to and all of the lovely conversation that we've had at this point i'd like to 
uh, bring in Alice. Hi, Alice. Hi, Ife. Um, and uh, invite Alice to talk to us a bit about things moving forward with Beloved. So, Alice. Yeah, in case people didn't realise this is the last of our um, episodes in this series of the Beloved podcast. Um, a huge uh, thanks to Anna and Jenny and Ife for that really great um, episode. I really enjoyed all of the conversation um, there. And just picking up on that last point of Anna's, we know that, you know, there have been things that have touched people deeply um, throughout this series. And um, please don't sit with those things if you have found anything particularly difficult Mm -hmm. or um, upsetting or you just need, as Anna said, a bit of support, then do reach out to us. Um, As Anna pointed out there, we have got a beloved Facebook group for the Beloved podcast. If you just um, search for Beloved in Facebook, it should pop up. Um, The link's Mm -hmm. also, I think, in the episode notes to this episode. Um, But also, we'd love to hear from you. We have an email address, which is beloved at zioncommunity.org.uk. That's beloved at Zion Community, all one word, S-I-O-N, community.org.uk. And again, that email address will be in the notes for this episode. Um, And just to hear your feedback on the series, how you found it, if it's been helpful to you, um, and any positive criticism for the way forward. Um, I know some of you are avid podcast listeners, others This has perhaps been your first foray into the podcast world, but we'd love to have your feedback so that we can know how to improve things Um, because we are talking about a second series. So if maybe you could fill us in on the plans. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, you know, acknowledging that uh, we've talked quite a bit in the podcast this time about what a year 2020 has been, and looking forward to 2021 and as the news continues to come through we're aware that 2021 is you know we're not out of the woods yet with the virus and everything and it is looking less and less likely that we're going to be able to do an in-person retreat at least for the first part of the year so we are planning to move forward and do a second season of the beloved podcast Uh, that should be the plan is that that will come to you starting in Lent and continuing through Easter tide up to Pentecost um, so we really look forward to coming back with you then after a little break and a little recovery um, so if you want to make sure that you don't miss it um, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you're using to listen to us right now um, and that should notify you Uh, when a new episode becomes available and you can also again send a message to that beloved email um, and ask to be on our mailing list and then we will also we'll email you just before it's about to come out yeah that's that's right And, and we are sending actually the the podcast out each week as well by that email address so if that is your preference to stay in touch or you maybe have not done the beloved weekend before and you'd like to hear about when the retreats are going to be we also have a second weekend for those of you who've done beloved called desired and we do have tentative plans to go ahead with that retreat as long as we're allowed to (laughs) as things lighten up um fingers crossed (laughs) 
yeah i mean we'd love your support um for this we'd love as i said your feedback as we improve and record the next series we think um there might be some different um aspects we might things do things a little bit differently um so stay tuned to find out what's happening with that um this has been a great experience for us it's been our first experience um, recording a podcast and i want to say a huge thank you to you ifa and um <laughs> ifa's husband jim who's They've been working very um, hard behind the scenes um, making it um, possible for us to have this series. Um, and as we've said on each episode, we'd also love to ask for those who are able um, to give us your financial support so that we can continue um, with this ministry. So um, Beloved is a ministry of Zion community, which you've heard a bit about through this series. And it would be through the Zion community that you could become um, a benefactor of this ministry so um, we have given that link and that link again will be in the episode notes um, for you to mm. just click on and find out the different ways you can give to Zion community um, but I would like to particularly invite you um, prayerfully just to consider and discern um, if you'd be able to give Zion community a regular um, donation each month so to set up a standing order with your bank and give us a regular donation the reason i'm i'm asking you to give in this way is because we've got a generous donor who's offered to um, match by 50 percent any new um standing orders that are created in the season during this covid time or those of you who are already benefactors thank you if you are um if you increase your standing order then that increase will also be matched by 50 percent and if your tax uh, taxpayer we can also claim gift aid as we're a charity so we'd really love to ask you to consider doing that and um, we know that there's a lot of pulls on people's finances at this time but you know these um these things don't go free unfortunately and we'd love to be able to um support those who are supporting us to make this podcast um happen um so if you are able to do that we would be absolutely delighted to um, help you through that so once again email us at that address and we can send you more information or just click on the um, link to the Zion community slash give page and you'll be able to find out how to become a regular donor there um, but once again if I just want to thank you so much and everybody who's contributed to the series I mean I think it's I, I've really enjoyed it it's really got me yeah. through Advent and Christmas and you know, even things that I've said have come back to kind of haunt me over this <laughs> really busy Christmas time now. You yeah. know, remembering I, I said, oh, yes, stay in Advent till Christmas. And um, as predicted, it was a very, very busy week. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we've still got the feasting to go, haven't we? If we're only absolutely uh, just started the Christmas season. So um, we can enjoy the rest of this octave. And and hopefully for those who haven't had time I know several people have emailed me and said oh, I haven't had time to listen to the podcast that you've got several weeks now to listen in yeah. and um, as if I said there will be a bit of a break which is needed for getting the work done to get these podcasts out to you but it's not a long break because actually Lent's beginning in the middle of February so we'll be back before you know it yeah absolutely all right thank you Alice um, right and we're now going to move as usual into our time of song and prayer.
present. Thank you for her now. And I thank you for what you have in store for her. And I know, Father, that this is what you have for her is a blessing. Father, I pray that you will allow her to experience your blessing and your presence with what she's going through right now. In whatever she feels, in whatever she things into whatever she experiences now. I thank you, Father, because you are good and whatever you do springs from your constancy, from your faithfulness, from your love. You never want to break her, but you want to strengthen her. Father, I pray she may have faith to see you at work in her life now. And that she knows your blessing. Let me pray this prayer over you. It's from the book of Numbers. Chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his face and bring you peace. I pray this prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for making time to join us in our first foray into the world of podcasting. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you with us all. And we're so excited to be returning in 2021. Take a look at the notes for this episode where you'll find journaling prompts, the email address for our mailing list and links to our Facebook group and the Zion community website. None of this would have been possible without the support and help of a whole host of people. And I'm sure I've missed some people to thank over the episodes, but you will know who you are. Most of all, I want to thank the beloved, Word Made Flesh, God with us, through whom, with whom and in whom all things are possible.